one and only. Oh, yeah. I'll try to think. Ooh, getting some echo <laughs> yeah, over there. What's going on? Whoa, hey. Oh, I, still the, I still got the speaker on. My bad, my bad. Old speakerino, first yeah, man. First time. That's right. Yeah, yeah right. I, I was thinking the same. You're psych. I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh, I didn't really go with an American necessarily song, but American legend band. Yeah, that was my theory going into the month. Let's celebrate American uh, music uh, by doesn't need to be an American song, but you know, bands uh, made here in America. You know, it's yeah. uh, people forget that we had that British invasion in the '60s and '70s. I mean, you know, Led Zeppelin, it's a British band. Rolling Stones, man. These are, you know, all British guys. You know, we got, you got to dig deep sometimes to find the true classic Americana. So, yeah, ZZ Top uh, coming at you. I was uh, checking them out. They're from Houston, Texas, rocking out the same trio for 51 years, man. Uh, up until uh, the uh... death in 2021 of uh, the bassist, uh, Dusty Hill. And then uh, Billy Gibbons is the uh, vocalist and guitarist. And my favorite part here is the drummer, uh, Frank Beard, the only guy without a beard in ZZ Top. Shut the fuck up. Yes, man. He's beardless. His name is Frank Beard, and the other two guys have the most famous beards in rock and roll. <laughs> I thought all of them had beards. No, I'm, I'm checking out pictures of the guy. He's he's. Did he shave his beard? At <laughs> one point, there were three beards for sure. <laughs> Maybe he's... I, I feel like that was the gimmick there. You know, the two guys not named Beard had monster beards, and then the dude named oh, Beard, wow. no beard, man. <laughs> yeah. Did I, oh, man. You know that's legendary <laughs> because we're st- you're still blowing minds in 2023. Billy Gibbons and Dusty Hill. That might be the greatest gag of the 70s. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I can't believe I'd never put that together in my head. You're right, dude. Because they just do the picture with the two guys with the beard. It's very funny. Even on their Wikipedia, it says they are popular for their live performances, sly and humorous lyrics, and the matching appearances of Gibbons and Hill, who wore sunglasses, hats, and long beards. <laughs> Not Frank Beard, though. The man named Beard. No beard. <laughs> Beard's <laughs> off to you guys. Yeah. Great move. Great also, move. uh... Just a trio, three dudes, man. It used to you used to pull it off as just the three dudes in the rock band, just going at it, rocking hard and taking no prisoners, man. You know, like this is how they used to be. And nowadays, you got the synth guy, the keyboardist, you got two drummers, the percussion player, you got the flutist. You know, there's like so many components to every band now. Yeah, dude, they just walked into a studio. Three dudes, with like cases of beer. <laughs> yes. Some weed, little cocaine. That's right, man. They just laid down an album, and it defined like generations. Classic rockers. Uh, I was going between them and the Beach Boys. I wanted to kick Sunday off with a little uh, ass kicking. You are crazy, Frank. (laughs) You're gonna love the midday show, I guess. (laughs) In the mid, uh, the mid show song. Am, am I psycho? I'm a little psycho. There's yeah, no I do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had well, a very. I nice guess since we're talking about it now, I did it because uh, I was listening to the Beach Boys. Yeah, man. And uh, rock and roll music came on. Oh yeah. And it's really funny because he talks about how like he doesn't want that bullshit jazz. You talking about like, like give me that rock and roll music, that sweet soul <laughs> music? Yeah, it's just really funny because it's like. But we just stole all of that from the black. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna do like, this. Did white jazz guy come rock. from? Uh, did did they come up with jazz because we stole rock and roll? Uh, well, honestly, um, I, I know people like to rewrite history in the framing of modern day politics and cultural warfare, but reality is just like all things. The music just naturally progressed with the energy of the times. 
And, you know, the natural progression for doing a solo in the blues pattern, you know, naturally you're going to start introducing new ideas, new, uh, you know, uh, tones and phrases and concepts that maybe even sound weird at first, but fit mathematically and musically. And then sure enough, over time, you improvise enough. You've created this new style of blues. It's called jazz. And, and instead of following the structured format of blues music, well, we're improvising, man. We still got that bass, but we're going all over the place. And we may even leave it completely, and then we're going to come back to it at the end. And we're all just going to speak freely musically within those frames, you know, and that's uh, jazz was just a progression naturally of talent. And that's what that's makes a really that's a very educated, thought out response. Uh, I'm too dumb, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say this was racism. <laughs> yeah, but from to the 2023 perspective, it was a bunch of black people trying to try to speak a language that the white man can't understand. Man, I'm going Democratic here. <laughs> Democratic Party on this one, Frank. It's racist. It's funny talking progression. Um, Emma and I were at the bar uh, the other day and. On the news, on the Sports Center, they were showing clips of this uh, Victor uh, Wembanyama guy. He just got drafted first pick. He's seven seven, I want to say, Whoa. and he plays like Steph Curry. Uh, the man is just a freak of nature, talent wise and size wise. I can't wait to see his twin. And he's um, he's <laughs> he playing. made in a lab, dude. Oh, this for is where sure. These are coming from. Absolutely, he's French. He's your favorite uh, national. Uh, nationality out of Europe there. Um, so we know what that means. Uh, he likes to eat snails. And so... I was going uh, <laughs> to say, that means he doesn't know how to do, play defense. But, uh. no. He had his debut at the Summer League on Friday, and it left uh, much to be desired. Uh, a lot of people were kind of slamming his performance. A lot of pressure. This guy's been talked about for years now as uh, a man who's going to change the game of basketball, and he will. Uh, you know, I was explaining to Emma while we were watching clips of the guy. He, he looks physically so bizarrely different than every other guy on the court. And every other guy on the court is 6'10". <laughs> and this guy is trumping them. And I was comparing it to when Wilt Chamberlain entered the league. And you had this 6'10 giant or 7-foot giant just dominating over these 5'10 Jews. You know, and that's kind of what basketball was back then. And all of a sudden, Wilt Chamberlain came in and all the owners around the league in order to compete, right? Well, we got we to gotta start picking out more Wilt Chamberlain-type guys. And then eventually, fast forward to 2023, every guy is about the size of Wilt Chamberlain. Well, now we got this new kid who is like a foot taller. And plays yeah, that way. So we have to raise the rim. Yes, man. That's exactly what we were talking about. Like it's not the dude doesn't have to move to dunk the ball. Yeah, we gotta no. change the game now. It's it's beyond because you know the rules were set when it was all Jews playing, because ten feet was like an unfathom an unfathomable height. That's right. <laughs> Nobody can reach that, man. <laughs> no human being. Ever be able to dunk. <laughs> Oh man, so uh, interesting stuff. Wow, the game's yeah, gonna seven, change. Ten. What'd you say, seven seven? Yeah, maybe seven ten. How tall is he? Seven seven. I can't. Wembayana. The guy is just uh, freakishly tall. That's two tall. feet taller than me, dude. Yeah, it's insane. And so uh, you know, eventually, what you're wow. gonna see five to ten years from now is it, basketball will be a bunch of seven footers. You will have nobody under seven foot competing in the NBA. It's got to get there. I was trying to think of it right now. Is there a team that doesn't have a seven footer? No, I mean some of the everybody's six eleven, seven foot, seven so, so one. So now every team has seven footers. Your point there guard was a time where it was like you knew who the seven footers were. Yes, dude. In, in the league. <laughs> That's right. Remember like Sean Bradley? I, I was still just remember psycho. I was thinking Sean Bradley or like Patrick Ewing. He, he made it into fucking Space Jam. Like, it was literally Michael Jordan, the greatest of I ever live, and then Sean Bradley. He made, like, two free throws ever. <laughs> then he fell off a bike, and now he's paralyzed. Like, yeah, this guy, crazy. and he made it into Space Jam just because he was seven feet tall. 
Yeah, not anymore. That's uh, There are plenty of players who play at elite levels of the game at seven foot plus, man. I think the MVP this year, Joel Embiid, he's got to be 7'2", possibly bigger. Uh, and the again, these are guys who are, um, you know, they're playing. You know. Oh, go ahead. No, they're just playing incredible ball, man. They're very talented dudes. So the game's just changing. It's evolving. But you know what we're due for is because, man, all I can think is seven feet. It doesn't matter how low you crouch, how long your arms are, how good you are. That's just a long distance for that ball to travel while you're dribbling. Right? Oh, yeah, man. I think you're going to see the comeback of the small guy. The Muggsy Bogues? I was just, dude, that's exactly who I was thinking of, man. I think you're going <laughs> to see one. A guy who could just steal that ball, jump an insane height over them, and sink a jumper. Yeah, maybe. They need to introduce trampolines of some sort for the small guys. Make it a little <laughs> bit of a competitive no, You know who the next drafter is going to be? <laughs> Who's that? Guatemalans. Oh, that's right, dude. <laughs> they can jump unbelievable heights, man. And their team higher than the seven, dude. I would bet they got guys on Guam that could jump higher than that seven seven guy. <laughs> I'm sure. Promise you, I'd put money on it. Oh man, well the the face of sports is changing very soon. Tragic, sad news afoot. Uh, this could be the last year where we get to experience the thrill of watching one of the greatest athletes of our era. Turning to sports now, soccer superstar Megan Rapino says this season will be her last. Rapino is currently preparing for the Women's <laughs> World Cup, which starts in less than two weeks. On Saturday, so, she said that Rapino. this would be her final World Cup, and she'll officially hang up her cleats after she finishes the up. Yeah, tell me again how hard women's soccer, soccer is. You're retiring, Rapino like, at the normal age of retirement. How old are you? <laughs> well, you can't tell because she's gone from blue hair to pink hair, now purple hair. I think she's back to blue, actually. <laughs> Sports and I don't even know if to count them in uh, male or female. <laughs> and for being outspoken on huge issues, everything from equal pay for women athletes to social justice off the field. All right, uh, that's just a quickie, but a goodie because Megan Rapino, the only thing I will remember about you. Oh my God, dude. Nothing to do with your, uh, you know, sports achievements. I know you for the social activism and the fact that you are a part of the World Economic Forum. You are a puppet. <laughs> and people. If you want proof that adrenochrome is real. Oh, no, man. Megan Rapinoe, Megan Anna Rapinoe, a female, was born literally, like, was born literally two months before Frank here. Hey, now. And she looks like an older man than Frank does. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I'll be honest, folks. Korean foreskins, not that expensive, okay? You can find a website. They come right to your door just a few days later. They're injectable. It's like using Ozempic, man. Mm. You know why she's so, be- you know why she's so terrible? <laughs> Five, six club. Ooh. Just shy. Just shy. Oh, this girl is terrible. Yeah, about her. I mean, it's just your whole thing is social activism. That's great. But uh, my beef is her connection to the World Economic Forum. She's a part of the like young leaders group, whatever that is. Uh, Macron was a part of it. Tulsi Gabbard was, in fact, a part of it. Um, they got everybody involved in this, um, you know, evil uh, world organization. And Rapino is, uh, you know, the, the head face of it for the athletes or at least the women's athletes so uh, you know she's gonna go on to probably better things i imagine she'll have a post in the biden administration at some point in the next year uh you know it's gonna be good stuff uh we'll, we'll see spot on msnbc that's right she kind of looks like a carbon copy of some sort of um what's that maddow i think you're gonna say cooper i get more of a cooper vibe <laughs> Coop anderson cooper because I'm looking at this picture actually, of her yeah. with white hair. She kind of does look like Anderson Cooper. Dude, you put her, she like has the haircut already. Well, uh, gel it down a little bit. Uh, the, speaking of sports, there was some uh, heavy action this weekend over in uh, Wimbledon. Mike, you know me, I'm a big time tennis fanatic, always following the action there. <laughs> and uh, of course, I know nothing about what happened tennis wise, but we'll let. Amy Goodman explain what was going on over on the courts there. I hope you're Give thirsty. It to you, Amy. 
In the United Kingdom, members of the Climate Action Group Extinction Rebellion shut down operations at the nation's largest coal mine Wednesday in a nonviolent civil disobedience action. The open pit mine in South Wales had been operating without a license. Elsewhere in the UK, climate protesters disrupted play at the Wimbledon tennis tournament twice Wednesday, throwing orange confetti on the court and displaying T-shirts reading, Just Stop Oil. On Thursday, youth climate activists disrupted a speech by U.K. Labour Party leader Keir Starmer, accusing him of U-turning on his pledge to fund a transition away from fossil fuels. Now, bear with me. There's a payoff in this clip. I, I promise you. Young people Which want side are the Labour Party on? We are on the side of economic growth. Will you just let me please get on with this? Thank you very much. We have already. We, will you just let me finish this, and I'll come and talk to you about it. No. Thank you very much. We've tried to speak to you about it, but you haven't replied to us, Kim. Look, we need a Green New Look. Deal right now. In Sweden, Greta Thunberg and others. Yeah, Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was just going to give you some fluff story about Greenpeace and all that? No, come on, it's Thunberg. Right now. Well, now she's an adult, freak. Dude, I'm obsessed with this, man. This is Turkai all over again, man. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg and other youth climate activists have been charged with disobeying the police for peacefully blocking oil tankers at a port in Malmo last month. If convicted, the protesters face fines and up to six months in prison. Yeah, spoiler alert, they're not going to prison. We all know it. And uh, Greta Thunberg will be at the next <laughs> retarded protest wherever she's called upon. In the world. Uh, I did that whole clip just for the tune, Bieri. I hope you guys are aware it. of that. Oh, I, I mean, where did I this come it. from, man? When did we go from Thunberg to... For, it's Thunberg. It took me a year to fit, you know, to really hammer home the Thunberg. And now you're, you're one-upping it. You're doubling down with the tune, Bieri. Yeah, this is a Subway refresh. <laughs> That's right. They're slicing their meats now, people. Not the cheeses, <laughs> just the meats. <laughs> It's the Camilla to Kamala to Camilla, whatever. I don't even know how to say it now. It's constant trickery with the language, man. It's absolutely ridiculous and uh, completely hilarious. I'm a huge fan. I, I haven't been coming across the Tunbiere um, anywhere else except for <laughs> here on Democracy Now. I'm an avid listener of the NPR, and they are usually NPR's the first place I heard the Turkai. And then, of course, it's the first time that I came across the Kiev. But we're all... Uh, that, that was a thing. Nobody really... I distinctly remember Kiev forever. And then it became Kiev. I'm trying to think what people still talk about or not. Actually, they're trying to hide Ukraine now. So, you know, what's funny about Ukraine is about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, they were beating the drums of we have surveillance footage, we have insider knowledge, we know the Russians have set up these bombs at the nuclear power plant. <laughs> Zelensky that. did like a hundred interviews threatening that Russia was on the verge of exploding this nuclear power plant. And then everybody across the world said, you guys are about to blow up your own nuclear power plant, <laughs> just like you blew up your own dam and just like you blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And they just admitted one of their guys leaked. Uh, they're the ones that blew up the bridge into Crimea. Yes, of course, man. Come on. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm very happy that everybody raised a big freaking stink all over the internet and on all the news stations about how if this thing blows, we know exactly who pulled the trigger. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny. They just stopped talking about the fact that, like, Here's what's so funny in my mind. For a solid five days, they were saying Russia is about to blow up this nuclear power plant. It was on. We have news clips of it. They were talking about on World News Tonight, CNN, Fox News, everything. They're going to blow up this nuke tower. And then when the whole world cried back, no, please, we know you're going to sabotage it. Don't blow up this nuke, a uh, nuclear facility. All of a sudden, did Russia get cold feet and decide, nah, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, you know, like Frank Putin found a small here? spot in his cold, dead heart.
being is it made no sense for Russia to blow up this nuclear facility. It would only <laughs> harm Russia. Everybody knew this. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they they just decide, nah, we're not going to blow it up. Remember all those bombs we set up that you have the surveillance footage of us doing? Uh, we're just going to hold back. Frank, would it make sense? It didn't make sense for him to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline, but he did that. He's a crazy lunatic, dude. He's an idiot. But why don't we invade him? Oh, he's a military mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I get invaded? You stupid? <laughs> oh, man. So there was all that uh, lead up to it. And then, um, you know, this weekend, the big news out of Ukraine was the the cluster bombs, man. This is insane. Today, the Biden administration announcing it will provide a controversial new weapon to Ukraine, cluster munitions. Ukraine has been asking the U.S. for the cluster bombs since last year. President Biden today explaining why now. The Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Specifically, artillery rounds. Allies struggling to keep them supplied as they fight through a tough counteroffensive. And so we want to make sure that the Ukrainians have sufficient artillery to keep them in the fight in the context of the current counteroffensive. And because things are going a little slower than uh, some had hoped. When cluster munitions explode, they scatter dozens of small bombs over a large area unleashing more widespread destruction than single rounds. Controversial because some of the small bombs may not explode. Embedding in the ground, becoming a threat to civilians, these duds can prove deadly weeks, months, or even years later. It's a difficult decision. It's a decision we deferred. It's a decision that required a real hard look at uh, the potential harm to civilians. Officials saying the U.S. will only provide the explosives with a dud rate below 2.35 percent. More than 100 ah, nations signed the Convention <laughs> on Cluster Munitions, a treaty outlawing their use, but the U.S. did not. I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the hill, and uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board. Ukraine assuring the U.S. they would minimize chances of civilian harm by not using the rounds in civilian and urban environments, recording where... We uh, promise no, <laughs> nothing going to Poland, okay? <laughs> mistake, first time, last time, okay? We promise. We want peace. <laughs> Use the rounds and committing to demining areas after the war. I mean, the I mean US... what's their track record? <laughs> We gave you precision weapons, you killed two Polish farmers. <laughs> now we're just going to give you these things you launch from a tube, and they scatter bombs. And don't worry, only 2% of them are not going to blow up. <laughs> That's right. So your kids will be able to find them later on. <laughs> Dude, what is... Oh, remember <laughs> that fucking little discrepancy in the budget? Yeah, man, this missing $6.2 billion dollars or it not missing. missing sorry it, wasn't, yeah, it um, wasn't missing it was uh, actually we misallocated we, we forgot we were supposed to give you an extra six billion. <laughs> oh, look we're gonna give you these it's just it's just ammunitions cluster bombs <laughs> that's right man. have you, you know uh, why they had to do that because there's no way they could have got this past congress oh yeah wait how did they bypass congress to begin with with the fucking, the shortfall. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. That's how they did it, because this is still part of that. This is now considered still part of that a package that was approved. I thought these cluster bombs were kind of like poo-pooed upon on the international stage. Frowned upon, yes. No poo-poo, just frown? Uh, they're highly frowned upon. Highly I mean, they're... They're not. <laughs> we, they'll turn up their nose and look the other way, sir. They're like landmines, man. They're just bad because that's what you, I thought you... they were. Yeah, I, I, I was under the impression they were kind of like illegal, really, to use because of uh, the how they could kill a lot of innocent kids and farmers. Like you know, like long years later, I think this is what happened in Vietnam and Cambodia and all that crap. Uh, I mean, people, you know, are still finding those kind of. Uh, bombs, right, from, like, the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just looked it up. Uh, I'm, om I'm almost certain, and uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, Cambodia, I mean, like, there's a lot of issues, or there there was in the 90s. I bet you there's, like, some 60 Minutes uh, exposés on 
you know, the, the farmers getting exploded by the cluster bomb munitions left over from those wars. No, no, there's huge problems with it. But I was just looking up. Yeah, it said 150 countries have joined a anti-personnel landmine thing. Where the, you can't you can't stockpile them, use them, produce them. Yeah, except for us, and we're tossing them over to Ukraine. So Ukraine no, no, that's now is just going to be... That's landmines. Uh, I don't know about cluster. Cluster and munitions, and munitions though, it's like, uh, it's like half the countries. So, but a cluster bomb, this is a bomb that separates into multiple bombs and then lands, and some of them don't explode. So you essentially have dropped airborne kind of um, landmines. Yeah, is that Iron Man? Isn't that Iron Man, whatever, in like yeah. the first one? Yes, Where that's like kind of what I'm... Yes, exactly. With all the little missiles that come out. That's what yeah. I'm envisioning. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Except it's, uh, you know, not a high tech, the one we're giving them. Right, I think we're getting. I think we're getting rid of our old crap, so that oh, way we could sure. in the next coming war. You know, we're going to be able to play with the new stuff, the goodies, right? The lasers and the uh, UFOs that we've re-engineered and all that nonsense. Nah, I think it's more about just like the gunpowder's getting old, rocket fuels. Getting yes, old. No, I think you're right, man. You know, might get, use it or lose it, Frank. You know. I didn't uh, have time to review it enough to clip, but CBS, I want to say, did this like nice little segment on the secret wars going on that were like still fighting in like Somalia, and we were just talking about it actually uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, but we're still financing to a high degree wars in like fifteen places. <laughs> it's absolutely insane how many wars we're currently fighting, man. Like, uh, this industrial military complex is a seriously greased machine, man. That thing is operating at, at full steam ahead all across yeah, the world. Buy stock and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. <laughs> yes, dude. It never goes down. And we're never going to stop using oil. I don't know where people are getting this idea from. Like, we just talked yeah. about those freak idiots that were uh, throwing orange confetti at Wimbledon. Uh, you're, you're, like, on, you're never, you're never going to stop us using oil. The oil is what funds and greases the war machine, and America is a war machine, baby. Yeah, which we need to be. Man, <clears throat> I was watching this thing about the Persian invasion of Sparta. Oh, the movie and, 300? And, and, <laughs> yeah, but like the real story. <laughs> Gerard <And> Butler? I, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you wouldn't believe how realistic it was, Frank. <laughs> These were ancient Greeks. Have you seen how tiny Greeks are now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, maybe all the chemicals like here in America turned all the Greeks gay. Just like uh, Alex Jones predicted. <laughs> oh, apparently they were all fucking dudes. Yeah, I, like I didn't. A, I, that was a an intended uh, wordage there. Oof. All the Greeks were gay. <laughs> it it's a wonder yeah. how they procreated, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they did talk about how that it was really the Spartans that prevent it of everything that it was. Like Athens took out the navy and everything, but it was really the Spartans, kind of just sacrificed themselves, right. As a people, uh, you're saying they were yeah. uh, this warrior folk who were willing to sacrifice their culture as a whole, even uh, you know, to battle everything. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, they just they literally they were built around you know. We need to adopt as an American culture a battle hardened culture that will <laughs> that will fight for us to the death. Right. Well, we need to start invading the islands of warrior peoples and just have them fight our wars for us. That's what we need. Well, no, but then they were talking about how, like, <laughs> had they not done it, we, w we probably wouldn't have democracy today. Wow. And the only way we have democracy today is because of this one little group of people that built a culture on no freedom at all. You were born into the military. You were part of this machine. You belonged to it. You dedicated everything to it. Man, you know. it's crazy. The Spartans, huh? It's a serious. Yeah, it was a weird, uh, serious group of people. We need that today, though, man. We need. We need. We are the war machine of today. That's a what very we, like you know? serious culture to be raised into. Like, could you imagine being the dude who's like, I just want to play guitar, man. You know, and like, uh, sing some tunes. 
I know, but man, if we just killed all those f***ers like at birth, <laughs> think about how much better like Berkeley would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm maybe, just kidding. Maybe I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not kill them. Well. Some will die. Well, but you throw guess, them into the fight to the death matches. I guess what I'm saying is we don't see a lot of Spartan artwork these days. You know, not a lot of uh, creativity from that era seems well, that's to what they were saying. They only existed for 100 years. Wow. So that's, yeah, they just were sacrificed yeah. as a people, essentially, by the Greeks. Well, they became the sacrifice when the Persia invaded. I mean, the amount of, of Persians they killed is insane like per man the persians uh what was their deal they wanted to take over europe uh, is that the whole were they just trying to invade and go all in i think everybody back then just wanted to take over the whole world yeah 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 i guess you're right and so you just build a big enough army and you decide there, wasn't, this is it. <laughs> there was a lot less to do when pornhub wasn't around yeah dude you're right <laughs> you know, you know? We didn't have a lot more, a lot more conquerors. <laughs> people weren't sitting around debating whether or not this seven foot seven uh, French dude is going to change the game of basketball. Mom, I'll take over the earth after my podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll clean my room and then I'll take over the world. Eastern Europe. I'll take over Eastern Europe after the podcast. <laughs> You're right. It was just. Cultures taking over the world until what? America took over the world. And that's and now it's still the other guys around are plotting and devising their ways to maybe take over the world again. That's yeah. history. That's yeah, that is crazy. It's going to be crazy to see the fall. The fall of this current great empire and then the rise yeah. of the um, Chinese empire. You know, I'm seeing a lot of news out of China that is indicating all is not so well in this great nation. Uh, in as far as just the their currency, uh, the working age of people, they don't have enough people to replace those that are becoming elderly. Like, yeah. uh, you know, they kind of screwed up when it comes to, you know, having enough young people to... Uh, come back into the fold and make society run on a, at a high level. Uh, I, I think I've always believed when it comes to China, the best image of China for me are those fake cities they built all, all over the country. They have full cities that were just built and there's nothing in them or you know what I'm saying? Oh, they're just, some of them are falling down. They're yeah. complete fake cities, but China built them to boost their infrastructure and make it seem like they were producing and creating. And, and it was all just a ruse. It was all bullshit. And, and then I, it, you get the vibe that the same thing must be happening now. And they just have this tighter control with the social credit system on people. And China doesn't seem really like, a true model for a future society, unless you're Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and you want to enslave the masses, then I get it, but, you know. I don't know, I'm going to go underdog here, dude. I think we're going to see an African nation rise up. Hey, now. Oh, yeah. Out of the, out of the depths. Uh, Libya was on the... Maybe. Libya was just about to go to a gold standard and unite the African countries behind one currency backed by gold and then and then what happened well there just happened to be a coup d'etat in libya and they killed Gaddafi. did you oh my god did you see that report about the obamas no is there a juicy report about barry sotero and big mike not big mike she wasn't part of this one but uh apparently barry sotero (laughs) they uh remember the whole arab spring uprising the Egypt Revolution. Yes, man. 2012? Uh, when was 2013, this? 2013. Really yeah. Apparently, then there was... It was, like, the first time ever. They, like, over... There was a revolution. There was a, a democratically elected president of Egypt, right? That's right, man. President Obama backed the coup and then refused to let anybody in America say it was a coup. Wow. All right. And then the, they went in there and killed the elected president, and then this guy, then I forgot who, but he took, he took over. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, like, the name is uh, escaping me, and I know any attempt will just make me sound racist as hell, so, so I'm going to just avoid the but name. Dude, <laughs> That's right. It just shows how like bad our memory is, because they just wait 10 years. For all this information Goldfish. to come out, and nobody even cares. Yes, absolutely. I, and I think it was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in one of his recent podcast uh, interviews. He mentioned how, I, and I'm going to be a little bit off, but I believe he's been claiming that our CIA has been behind and admitted to something like 51 coup d'etats across the world over the last 50 years or something like that. I'd be surprised if it was that few. I think that's admitted, as in you oh, could oh, look it up, yeah. and they're like, yeah, we did that coup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones we made a mistake, left a little evidence behind. You know, In the beginning, you don't know what you're doing, and then towards the <laughs> end, you right. get a little sloppy. Yeah, man. They're the undeniable coups. You know, the ones like uh, this, the United States were definitely behind that one. And Libya, no doubt, is one of those. And it's <laughs> so obvious. Just check out some of the speeches Gaddafi was doing in front of the United Nations, even claiming like, Africa, we are about to unite. We're going to go to the gold standard. We're leaving your fiat, uh, you know, oil-based fiat and all that stuff. Like, we're, we're, we're done being enslaved by your currency. And uh, all of a sudden, we just knocked out all the leaders who were into it. <laughs> and just ruined their countries, and, and that's that's what we do. United States very good at infiltrating countries, destabilizing, destroying, and ruining it for multiple generations. Maintaining superiority. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. If you can, if you're like an African nation, you go on the gold standard, and you can corner like the Middle East. And, like Middle East, Asia, and African oil trade, and you—it's all based on your dollar now. Yes. that is it, man. We just lost. Oh, we just lost everything. I, I think there is going to be a big push towards the gold standard and a currency behind it, and I could see that happening sooner rather than later. And I do get the feeling that well, some of these countries are mingling and mixing and making deals with Russia and China. And I, I'm not just making this up. It's all over the news. They're actually having deals <laughs> and, you know, t- doing these news conferences where they're shaking hands and smiling because they're about to make a ton of money and, and destroy the U.S. dollar. <laughs> they're very, they're very excited about it. Well, the only upside is Abe Lincoln will finally get a fucking new suit. Oh yeah, man! All right. When they uh, they changed. Did you see Yellen was over there? Yeah, I did see that. Uh, what was she terrible. trying to do? Uh, ruin the country further? I'm not too <laughs> sure. What she... We should just. Yeah, that's terrible. Can't even send our president. <laughs> Uh, they um they had to send Yellen over because all the other distractions weren't working, and you know they weren't working because, <laughs> like, we gotta have an update, right? A new turn in the White House cocaine mystery. Yeah! A more precise location of where the drug was found. This so is the secure ground entrance on West Executive Avenue, often used by the president. This is like a week later, folks. They are going in-depth to explain to you how and why this dime bag of cocaine was picked up off the ground. <laughs> this is so... No, no, and the best part is how it's no big deal. It's actually a laughing matter because it's a Democrat White House. <laughs> right. This, this is from last night, I believe. Like they, they are, they're still giving you the rundown and the deep dive on the bag of cocaine found at the West Wing. <laughs> Senior officials, staff, and some visitors. I got a clip. You're Sources gonna love familiar about with this. the invest. Yeah, we. I'd lo- We could go to it. This is just. I love how serious they're taking this. Oh, no, 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 we no, all no, know it's okay. Hunter Biden's cocaine. Like stop lying. Dude. And the left is like reporting on it in a way that it's like, see, we're we're reporting on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, dude, the guy's like Ted Cruz. Oh, do you, have, do you have some Ted Cruz for us? This is, I gotta call out Ted Cruz, man, and the, the entire right. Oh, no. 
It's a little bag of cocaine. I know. (laughs) It's not like you found an underground tunnel from Juarez, Mexico that came up in the White House and they were shipping in pallets of cocaine. Dude, I I have one thing to say to all the Republicans butt hurt over this whole situation and this is language right up there alley you know let he without sin cast thy first stone my friends and there is or no crack rock if there, there, there's yeah. no way none of you have done blow in a governmental establishment in dc all of you went to Harvard and Yale, which is literally built on cocaine. So go fuck yourself. Yes, or at least man. it was until Adderall came out. Clutch your no. pearls on some other f- subject, please. You uh, all are guilty of doing coke in <laughs> some government establishment. I, there's just no way you haven't. If you're not wearing any pearls, put them on. <laughs> We're about to clutch them. <laughs> but... Senate Democrats do not want to know the answer because I think they are much more interested in political damage control than, than, than actually getting to the bottom. You are right. The West Wing of the White House is a crime scene right now. <laughs> Any place else, if police discover a bag of cocaine, the place they discover it, they call a crime scene and they investigate whose cocaine is this. And you know what? There are thousands of people in jail right now for possessing a bag of cocaine just like the one found in the West Wing of the White House. And so, okay, how delusional are these people, dude? <laughs> well, you know, first of all, do you think do you think a cop driving around the South Side of Chicago he finds a little bag of cocaine? That's a crime scene. They now open up an investigation. <laughs> um. No. No, no, not at all. I mean, most crime scenes in uh, places like Chicago or D.C., they arrest the guy, and then they sprinkle their own bag of cocaine onto the guy, (laughs) and they bust him for the cocaine. I thought that's standard procedure in most major Democratic cities. (laughs) They teach it in the academy. (laughs) That's right. Every police uniform has that small pocket in the shoulder, and it just has a bag of crack in there, Mm. you know, and they they just sprinkle it on the- Well, they're the largest buyer of those little baggies. (laughs) That's right, dude. Oh man, they are—they're taking it very seriously. That's very funny. I—did I, I, you hear that? It's a crime scene. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe check the cameras. Make sure it wasn't one of the, a politician. If it was, I mean, maybe some—you know—there should be some repercussions. If Mike the Plumber drops cocaine at work, he gets in trouble, right? Yeah, man. So, I mean, at at worst. This is a hilarious SNL skit, in my opinion. Like, this whole scenario is just the funniest Unfortunately, the writers are on strike. Oh, that's right, you forgot! (laughs) We're here to remind you that nobody cares that the Hollywood writers are on strike. Because they were writing crap. (laughs) Yeah, nobody cared. Nobody cares. Oh, man, cocaine. This is uh, one of the... One of the better stories of the year. It's just uh, a great way to get your attention off the fact that, you know, the Hunter Biden stuff, pretty damning, pretty pretty nasty. And there's well, daily releases. I think releases. they're trying to normalize cocaine. I think so. You know, like, uh, everybody does it. Even, you know, somebody walked through the White House. Well, they've been really pushing a lot the normalization of minor attracted persons. Yeah. The the push for pedophilia from one side of the aisle has been disturbing, honestly. And now we're seeing this uh, normalization of drug use, which has been going on. I mean, I, again, distinctly remember, you know, just remember with me, all you goldfish, uh, right at the beginning of the Biden administration, their m- major push or one of the first things they enacted were free crack pipes i mean these these people have been normalizing this kind of yes it was absolutely hilarious it was like three months into the administration we were like how much worse could this clown show get my god (laughs) did if only we knew like if only (laughs) any of us knew where this could descend to uh so yeah they were giving Uh out they were dishing out free crack pipes and now it's bags of cocaine in the White House. It's all normalization, along with the uh, 
What, those fat, naked dudes dancing in front of the kids on Pride Weekend? What? There's nothing and wrong the with that. flashing people at the White House. That's right, man. <sighs> Dude, and you want to know... Uh... You want to know how good things are in Chicago with those de- with the democratic policies? Oh yeah, man! I got a great local clip on uh, this news that came out on ABC Seven. Like you know how much I love my local clips. This is about <laughs> the immigrants from the border that have been shipped to Chicago, the sanctuary city. You won't believe where this story goes. <laughs> There is rage and confusion outside a West Side police station over allegations of a police officer violating at least one of the city's most vulnerable newcomers. Dozens of migrants living on the floor of this North Lawndale police station were moved out in a hurry. Excuse me? Yeah, what? <laughs> Did you catch that part? Are they living, wait, they're living in the, where are they living again? On the floor of the police yeah, station. In there, okay, that's uh, kind of... Skipped in and out of my ear there. Yeah, man. The um, yeah. Sleeping on the floors of the lobby of the police station. Is that what I'm understanding here? Picturing? All the police stations are just filled with immigrants. Thousands of them. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I can't wait. Hurry Friday and placed in city shelters for their own safety. Mayor Brandon Johnson's office now says it's, quote, intensely focused on the deeply troubling allegations of sexual misconduct by a Chicago Police Department officer against a minor new arrival and other allegations of sexual misconduct in the Chicago Police Department's 10th District. The Civilian Office of Police Accountability says it, quote, learned of a sexual misconduct allegation involving members of the Chicago Police Department assigned to the 10th District and a migrant temporarily housed at the police station. Copa's statement indicates multiple officers are under investigation. Wow. Migrants don't know their rights. <laughs> Migrants don't know that they have rights. Yeah, we don't have to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, but dude, so in case you didn't get it there, they brought these immigrants and said, okay, you should be safe here. Go ahead and sleep on the floor of this police station. Now this young underage girl has been raped by one of the cops, so they had to move them to a safer place. Than the police station. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> pretty dark. This is like a Batman plot line. Frank, you're in a city. I, I'm starting, you know, I think we do need to, like, uh, help out these immigrants now. We need to get them the fuck out of Chicago for this, you know. We got to ship them back to uh, Guatemala, actually, where they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've said it before, and I I, I cannot stop it. It, it, Chicago, you need a vigilante man. You need a Batman. You need somebody to step up (laughs) for the people and and save people and stop the criminality because the crime is so deep-seated in Chicago. It's the politicians. It's the police. It's the criminals on the streets. They're all in together. They're, They're... lavishing in the oh, chaos that they have just unleashed on this place. Like, you, you need a Batman, man. You do. Because the cops that are raping these, these immigrants that are living in the police station, these are guys who are walking around, they're not afraid of anything. How many girls did they rape that we don't know about? Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, you know, prostitutes, women of the night, you know, those people uh, can be taken advantage of at any moment, especially by the police. Yeah. And when the police are the criminals, too, where Oof. do you turn for help? Batman, folks, I'm telling you, I keep saying it. You need a Batman. Chicago, somebody. It's a city of like several million people. Somebody stand up. Somebody's I'm got talking to about a pre-2020 Batman. I don't want no f***ing like Ezra Miller in the suit. Yeah, you know? don't give me this uh, soy boy Pattinson fella. You know, let's. Uh, we need the beef, you know, the big. The softest I'll go is Michael Keaton. <laughs> I know. That's. <laughs> It's pretty soft. I, I like Michael Keaton as Batman, though. There's a darkness behind the eyes that I'm I can I'm willing to. Uh, he got hit the gym, though, man. You know. Yeah, he didn't really do so for those first movies. However, Michael Keaton, I must speculate. <laughs> I gotta be on the money here. Five seven club member. There's no doubt, right? Come no. on, man. He's gotta be. He's gotta be a five seven no club member. Way. He's too great not to be in the five seven club. <laughs> By the way, five seven club needs a Batman, man. 
You got it all. We're see. We're more of a penguin. He's five nine. Who, Michael Keaton? Yeah. I don't believe it for one second. Look at some of the movies he's in. He's (laughs) he's quite tiny. Who was uh the penguin? That was Danny DeVito. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think he's he's... yeah. He's too short. Yeah, he's four (laughs) ten. Oh, Charlie Day's 5'7". There you go. Well, I was was rooting for a Batman, a 5'7 Batman, or any superhero. I think George Clooney, maybe? I I would maybe go for uh, who plays the Hulk. I I really can't stand him uh, in the Twitter world. uh, I don't even want him. Mark Mark Ruffalo, I could see being uh, one of your 5'7 club members. No, he's... No way. If he is, we could throw him on the hack shelf, uh, the 5'7 hacks. He's a hack. It's one of those five A twos. The five A two. That's right. You you want to be a five seven seven? That's the better than five seven. My seven. young fellas out there, we're talking callbacks here. Callback. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, isn't that incredible though? So you can't even go to the police station. Yeah, it's well, a, where are you going to put these migrants now? Yeah, I don't, we have a problem here in Denver. They don't know where to house them. I think they're taking over a lot of the facilities, uh, you know, that are meant for other things and activities. And, you know, I think gyms are being uh, used as housing areas and Oh, dude, uh, I got to actually protest with the black people on this one, man. I actually, this is disgusting what they've done in Chicago. The they shut down like a hundred and something schools in the black neighborhoods because there was not enough money to keep them open. These buildings just rotted away and deteriorated for 10 years, right? Yeah. Now you have these migrants come in and Brandon Johnson just now found the money and they could just renovate these schools, not for the kids in the black neighborhoods, but to house these migrants. That's right, man. Yeah, this is... <laughs> that, That's disgusting, dude. Here in Denver, many facilities that were grow uh, houses and warehouses uh, in the marijuana industry uh, shut down, and, and s- instead of new businesses coming in and what have you, uh, we're just hi- you know housing migrants. That's what they're being used for. Uh-huh. So you know, no new business. Just shelters for migrants. Because that's what you get when you're a sanctuary city. You're going to get all these people. They're all just going to... You're going to be stuck with them. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, all right. And then we're just going to give them money. I, I don't understand how this is going to work. You're going to tax me more and then give it to them. And they're going to stimulate the economy by buying stuff with, you know... No, it's uh, absolutely insane. Bidenomics. <laughs> Well, did we even cover Bidenomics, really? I think we laughed about it for a minute. And uh, the reason I'm bringing it up uh, back at you is they really pushed that everywhere for one day. And then it's gone, (laughs) man. They No, Biden just talked about it yesterday in his speech. Oh, he did? Was this before or after he farted on the microphone? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I know it was fake, but... There, there was a great clip floating around where somebody dubbed in a fart, and it was very well timed with uh, some reactions from the crowd and Biden himself. It it's very funny. It's why you need a younger president. You need somebody who knows how to handle this shit because the fake clip of you farting gets a hundred million views. <laughs> the clip of you actually laying out Bidenomics, nobody cared. <laughs> it was it's very believable, man. <laughs> it was a good fart. But he was like talking about how he didn't want to call it Bidenomics, but they kind of forced it on him because he just came up with a plan that was an anti-trickle-down economics plan. Because he, I love that slogan, dude. He keeps repeating it because his plan is to build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm not even, uh, I don't know what he's going for there. It doesn't, I love the it, slogans, but dude. You, you know, you need to be able to create environments where um, future potential entrepreneurs see opportunity to start their business, which will then create yeah. jobs and stimulate the economy locally. 
And none of that is happening. Yeah. Because you, you've created a world where if you become an employer, not only do you have to abide by these seemingly endless restrictions geared towards green energy nonsense, uh, but then you have to hire based on equity and inclusivity. And then if you don't have enough black lesbians on your crew, you're going to get taxed, you know, thousands of dollars a month. It's just at that point, it's not worth it having a business because the government has infringed on your freedom and and ability to, to manage the business in a cost effective way. You know, oh, I can't have a, if I want to have a gas stove to run my new restaurant, well, I got to pay all these extra taxes to have this green energy vent installed and cleaned every month at $20,000 a pop. And then, uh, well, if I need to hire a staff of cooks and waitresses, 20% have to be black, 40% Mexican, two-thirds have to be trans. They all get 40 hours yeah, paid vacation. Exactly, and then if anyone gets pregnant, then they get you know three months three paid months. vacation, and then we're all getting taxed for that, and it's just not worth it. You've created an environment where oh. I have no incentive to start a business, which would create jobs and stimulate the economy. Your building from the middle out makes no sense. You're supposed to help people create at the top. Trickle down, man. <laughs> yeah. Trickle down. It's kind of a dumb name for it, but neither one of them works for us. There's nothing anybody there's going to do that's going to help me and you. But Joe Biden is just promising you, dude, that, that rant you went on the other day about he promised us pizza every day. <laughs> that's right, man. You kept being like, I thought, but you promised us pizza. Like, dude, that's literally. <laughs> You're just talking about how I'm going to build it so you got more time off, more free time to enjoy the things you love to do. Have you seen what Americans love to do? They love to sit on the couch, watch TV, and eat Doritos. Keep them at work. <laughs> you know? We got to stop as people, everyday people, we got to stop asking what the country can do for us. We got to start asking ourselves what we can do for this country. It's so fucking simple. I would argue no. Stop asking what the country can do for you and start asking what you can do for your local community. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm all about doing local, being local. Em and I, uh, just before the show, swung down uh, to Old Town Arvada and hit up our favorite farmer's market. We make it a goal to get there multiple times during the summer. There's some great food uh, in the area. We always go to the local brewery there. They have a tiny little burger stand just it you, you buy the burger separately and it's just delicious and you get the local brew and we specifically go to this farmer's market because there is a farm uh who has a booth there and they sell garlic purple garlic that they grow and you can buy it knotted up and there's like 20 or 30 cloves on this knot and you hang it in your kitchen and you have garlic all summer long, man, and it's the best garlic, dude. It's so strong, it's almost spicy when you bite into it, you know? Like, it's like a, got like a heat to it almost. That's how garlicky it is. The best garlic on the planet. And it's all, you gotta, you gotta hit the local places. Do the local things, man. It's so much better than anything you'd get at the grocery store. Purple garlic. I, I think it's supposed to be purple, man. That doesn't sound... Oh, I'm bougie. I don't know if you know this, Mike. I've uh, stepped up into a new class here. I'm a suburban guy. I go to my local farmer's market, and I buy my purple garlic that all you poor losers out there in the major cities, you don't have access to this type of garlic. This is special garlic for us rich white snobs. Okay? All right. Yeah, purple garlic, dude. It's delicious. And it's very... I can't wait to find out that uh, there's like this enzyme that turns it purple that's very cancerous. Oh, yeah, it's actually, uh, it makes you retarded. It just destroys the brain slowly, and um, you just kind of slowly get Parkinson's. It's, it's fantastic. But, but it does increase fertility for men, which explains Colorado. Actually, I have had a uh, 72-hour erection uh, since we purchased <laughs> the uh, garlic. It just won't go down. It's incredible. I might have to go see the doctor, actually. I am getting. You I'm feeling find a purple onion. That's right. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. Uh, <laughs> good, thing, good thing you're only a five eight five. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, not. There's not that much blood draining to the uh, member there. No, you're a five eight nine. Brain dead. <laughs>